outsiders in the casa. Oklahoma, where the winds come. Sweeping down the plane, twisters blow away your kingdom. Noise from the Sooner State, fill it in your eardrum. Way past the beginning, and we are nowhere near done. My goodness, I'm nice with it. You can snap back, hold your hat, this how I'm fitting. Getting filled up off your hate as if I need it. Why your takes on eating lighter, people say I did it. You didn't know. When I hit the road, dog cities hit me spitting flows. Meanwhile, on tracks, I'm really not your typical. Spiritual, lyrical, miracle, you imbecile. Going harder than a tombstone. Here lies in a method that never saw his doom, though. Joints instrumentally fire, but IQ, yo. Rocking like a Lucifer track, but what do you know? Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental. Forward and I can't go back. Welcome to the Outsiders Green Country Soccer Podcast. My name is Mario. I got a couple of co-hosts with me, David, and also Josh. How are you guys doing tonight? Mariano. Doing doing decent, doing decent. Doing decent, I know. But it's, it's Cinco de Mayo, so you all got to be a little happy today, man. Uh, after uh, after that uh, flop show last night, I don't know if, if I can. Yeah. Let's let's forget about that, man. Let the tequila stay still in me, okay? Um, <laughs> well, tonight we're actually blessed to have uh, a friend of me. I want to call. But, um, <laughs> he's a good guy. His um, name on Twitter is Red the White Boy. Um, his name is Sean. How you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing straight, Mario. How you doing, man? It's good to uh, to join you here on the show. I appreciate. You know, the invite, man, just to chap it up with you a little bit. Oh, man, I got to thank you, man. You you kind of gave me some hints to start this podcast, you know, even before we even started this podcast. And I really appreciate, love hearing all your stuff. I'm glad I haven't heard your newest podcast with some Tulsa rants yet, but I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. <laughs> we we, we talked, we talk, yeah, we talked a little bit about you uh, in the tunnel uh, here this last week, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, we had we had some we had some a few things to say. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to listen to it. <laughs> well, man, um, man, actually, before I even start asking questions, man, um, I saw something about on Twitter that Northern Guard posted about um, you can't have any like scarves as has any vulgarity, you know, like fuck Ohio or anything like that on there. What's going on with that? You know, I, I I don't know. Um, well, one, it's it's not the first time that you know, just the front office has um, has communicated rules. That's just something that happens, right? Rules get communicated. Rules get communicated. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules that a lot of people talk about from a lot of places, from one person to the next. Whatever, folks can tell everybody about the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there's another part of that conversation that, you know, um, you know, on whether or not, you know, people abide by those. So it's all good. It is what it is. But, um, you know, uh, I th- it's probably coming off of, uh, you know, with the, the U.S. Open Cup match, you know what I mean, that we had against, uh, you know, Columbus and it was an Ohio team um, that, uh, you know, there's always this rivalry between Michigan, Ohio, and, you know, our supporters like to say fuck Ohio a lot. And in the past and a lot of chants, you would just hear 
fuck Ohio randomly pop up out of chance, like <laughs> nonsensically. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, you know, it was just something that, you know, has been there, you know, there's been, you know, kind of the fuck Ohio scars, you know what I mean? That have been around and they pop up. It's not the first time that there has been a rule that has been communicated to supporters that this isn't desirable. So I just take that for what it is. Um, you know, just, stay, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not surprised, you know, that those kind of things are being communicated, especially with us now joining USL championship and having matches streamed on ESPN. I'm sure. I don't know. Again, I haven't talked to anybody, you know, with the front office uh, about this. I'm sure this will be um, a source of conversation at our next owners meeting um, on the 18th. Um, but I'm sure that it probably has something to do with, you know, ESPN and what they want, and what they don't want folks being upset that they heard some pretty vocal, you know, words being shared about uh, the opposing side uh, during these streams. So whatever it is, what it is. I mean, you know, we have stop signs in Detroit too, you know? <laughs> so Man, didn't I tell you about the Mickey Mouse rule before the season started? You, you, you got to keep Mickey Mouse happy over there, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, because of Disney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, the way that I look at it is, you know, s certain people have jobs and they're told that they have to communicate this and they communicate it. Okay. Thank you, for, thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying, you know. People share with other people that there's rules at times. <laughs> That's, I fully understand that, man. We have that same problem with us. Yes, us Tolsons are get rowdy sometimes. But, um, man, I actually got to tell you, man, since like 2016, I've been following Detroit City, you know, from a distance. Um, the actual time that I actually saw them, like literally on YouTube and stuff like that. But the most game that I've actually paid attention to was in 2016 when you had your first international game against FC United of Manchester. Oh yeah. That, that was an epic game, man. But um just for any other Tulsa. That, that, that was my favorite friendly that we've ever had. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Were you there at the stadium? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, that was just I mean, the reason why is just because the, you know, it, it it's it's the the reason that we had a friendly with them is because you know, their purpose is connected to the roots of this club, you know, in terms of like their values, you know, I don't know, you all may know this, you know, but whether the listeners know or not, but FCU um, United of Manchester is, you know, a supporter owned club that broke off of um, Manchester United, you know, when Manchester United kind of went into this modern era of football, and there are they were you know, applying rules to supporters and pricing supporters, pr basically pricing working class and blue collar folk out of their leisure of the club that they helped build. And so they basically said, yeah, y'all can kick rocks. We're going to start our own club. And that's what started FC United of Manchester. So there's this, this blue collar working class kind of connection to what they're doing. They came together and began to build the club. And obviously ours is, uh, uh, there's a little bit difference between it, but you know, our club uh, for all intents and purposes is, is supporter built, you know, now, you know, it's partially supporter owned too. So, yeah. So that was always cool. You know, you could bring in MLS club that we play in, 
you you know the open cup or bring you know uh nikaxa or you know what i mean or whoever you know what i mean atlas whatever I, you know I, who cares i don't like i'm not i'm not wowed by the big flashlights i, I really like that and i liked when we played glenn Torn because there was a connection to the roots of detroit cougars and whatnot so yeah so that's what's up yeah for the other tulsa listeners that are listening to this and um this club was founded in 2012 um 2010 and they played in um, the MPSL from 2012 to 2019. And then you guys were in Nisa from 2020 to 2021. As we all know, you guys are the USL this, this year. You guys play at Keyworth Stadium, a capacity of like 7,933 fans. Um, like I said, you know, in 2016, you guys uh, started that International Cup. Um, like I said earlier, that Manchester match was kind of a really good match that I watched first of you guys. The second one that I enjoyed was this FC St. Pauli. Oh yeah. Because both of you guys, just like you said, with Manchester, that kind of support our own um, FC St. Pauli for me is more like, you know, that F you, you know, fuck you kind of mentality that you guys kind of match with. And that's one reason why I, I love this. You know, I hate that you guys had to come up like the slow way to climb up the pyramid because we really don't have a pyramid here in the United States. Right. Right. But, um, man, I got to ask you, man, um, three questions real quick. Yeah. Uh, let me know, um, how you got into Detroit city. And then, um, also what's one of your favorite memories and, um, uh, yeah, just tell me some more, man. So I, so I got into the club. Um, I started following Detroit City back in 2014. And you were right initially, actually. We were, the club started, well, I will say that the, the men's side started in 2012, actually. I would say the club started in 2010 because that's the Detroit City Football League, which was the neighborhood-based recreational soccer league that the owners came together. And then they built Detroit City FC out of that, which started in 2012. So, um so I started following the club in 2014, but I was down in North Carolina um, in Durham where I was living. And then I came home later that year. So when I came home in 2014 and then the season kicked back up in 2015, I started supporting the club. The, basically the reason why I started supporting the club was um, really this trifecta of, I love soccer, right? Soccer has been a big part of my life as a young boy from Detroit, um, when I moved out of Detroit in middle school and high school, as around the time I started playing soccer and I was going through a lot of transitions in these different communities that were very different from my home and Detroit uh, or, or soccer really was kind of like a saving grace for me. You know, it kind of kept me from doing a lot of other wild stuff. I was a little bit of a wild child, but when I was playing soccer, I was good. So I had that love there being born and raised half my childhood and being having Detroit in my blood. I love the city of Detroit and the fact that this club was built um, out of the community. And basically the Detroit City Football League started as a community organizing effort to connect and uplift neighborhoods and residents in the city of Detroit. And out of that was built this club. And so the the, the the third piece that really pulls me in, I'm a community organizer by heart or, you know, like by I mean, that's in my blood is being a community organizer. So between my love for soccer, my love for Detroit 
and this community organizing component, you know what I mean? The way that it just came in just made me fall in love with the club in a way that was very different than when I was a player back in the day. I fell in love with the sport of soccer and loved playing soccer and honing the craft, but to be able to come back in and enjoy the sport from a different angle that embraced my city, that embraced, you know, my, my community organizing impulses <laughs> to uplift my city and then also brought in soccer. It was just, it hooked me. So, you know, and, and, um, and so I started really supporting the club face to face in 2015, which was our last year at Cass Tech, which is a high school here in Detroit, where we played before we moved to Keyworth. That would lead me to, um, you know, one of my favorite moments, probably my, my one, of, I would say, I'd say my favorite, my most favorite moment, yeah, um, would be being a part of restoring Keyworth Stadium. So for those who don't know, Keyworth Stadium is a stadium that's in Hamtramck, which is a, a city within the city of Detroit, right? It's more or less a neighborhood is what it is, um, but it's got its own municipal boundaries, but it's so it's entirely engulfed by the city of Detroit. And um, Keyworth Stadium is a 1936 Federal Works project from Franklin Delano Roosevelt when he was the president, right? So this stadium was you know, um, the, the East grandstands where is the standing section, the smoking section in Keyworth now was actually um, condemned. Like they were getting ready um, to take it down. And we just happened to come along at the right time to help um, help restore it, roll up our sleeves, work with Hamtramck partnership uh, in that way. And they also, uh, the club was able to do a, um, do a uh, basically a fundraising campaign to to raise three quarter of a million dollars to restore the stadium so that not only we could use it for our grounds but also Hamtramck Public Schools could continue to use it right so that the young boys and girls that were playing football soccer etc on that pitch um, had a place to play as well so this was like um us coming together to help save a community resource, we certainly were going to be using that community re resource for our efforts, but the, the fact that we could come in and mobilize our resources to save, um, and I don't, it's weird for me to say save, because I don't want to, 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 to paint us as like saviors of the community, right? We partnership, we, you know, we, we were partners with the community to help save, you know, um, the stadium. And, and that was just dope. Like, like, like it was, that was just a dope process. Like, I mean, and we, we literally popped up the old benches and replaced the old benches and, you know, and scrubbed off the rusty nuts and bolts and put the new benches on and painted them. And when I talk about the benches, I'm talking about where the fans actually sit on the West grandstands. Um, so literally rolled up our sleeves to physically help restore the stadium. And, um, you know, to me, that was that was um, so quintessential of the kind of club. If you go to my, if you go, actually, if you go to my Twitter um, page at Red the White Boy and you look at my cover page in the background, you'll see a photo from when we were actually out there doing work. That's what that photo is. You'll see people that are actually hammering in the benches and stuff like that. So that, that was my, that's my favorite um, memory and other memories similar to that, 
where we were physically helping build this club and the infrastructure around it, you know? Um, Then of course there's favorite moments on the pitch, you know what I mean? But the soccer for me and a lot of people has always been the cherry on top. Oh, I understand it, man. That's one reason why I like Detroit city. Um, You know, it's not just a franchise team that just, they popped up out of nowhere and they're like, Hey, you come to the stadium, you watch soccer, you guys literally, literally sweat your your blood and sweat is in that stadium and not just a stadium it's it's the stuff that you guys do the chanting the you know the all these foundations that you guys are like you know started and keep helping out and um one thing that i love about you guys is that it's not that you're helping the community it's that you are the community and you're helping each other out and that's I mean, that's awesome, man, for me. And, and, and that's, and that's Quinn, you know, so the, there's the service projects and all that, and that's fun, and that's good stuff, you know what I mean? And it helps the community. But, you know, what I love is, like, I'll give you an example, right? My, uh, my boy, Raphael, um, he uh, stays over in Southwest, what I was telling you about, like, where all the good um, the Latin-based foods are, right? It's yeah. also called Mexican Town, right? Um, he... You know, my best friend, his 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 children are over there at uh, the Academy of the Americas, and he sent me a photo of something that his daughter brought home, which was um, a uh, like an advertisement where Sean Mann, who is the CEO of a club whose kids go to the school there as well, right, um, was organizing um, trips for the kids to actually go to the last match that we had. You know what I mean? And the funny thing was, is that like, it's not like the club didn't have to quote unquote go into the community and do this, right? This was like part of our class, a ownership that is part of the community that was offering this opportunity for his neighbors. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's very different than coming from outside into a community. And there's nothing wrong with coming from outside in his community to help support and uplift it. But, you know, part of the thing that makes us a community club is um, not what, not just what we do for the community, but that the fact that we came up out of it, you know, what I mean? like you said, you know, relative than just coming plopping out of, you know, a rich man's pocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, David, um, Josh, y'all have any questions? Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit more about uh, coach James. Oh, Coach James, man. Uh, Coach, Coach Trevor MF and James, man. He is, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a blessing to this club. He is, um, you know, he came here during our last year of MPSL, helped us transition into the Members' Cup. Then from the Members' Cup, uh, which the Members' Cup was kind of like this quasi-professional thing that was going on where the players were paid, and but it, you know, there was some things that didn't work out. You might have, I don't know if y'all ever heard of like the, the Founders Cup that was supposed to be that didn't end up being, that yeah. it would end up being called the Members mm-hmm. Cup. And then we went to NISA. He helped us with that transition and then to USL Championship. But beyond those, tra- you know, those transitions and the fact that the man's a, a, a freaking, he, he knows, he's forgotten more than I will ever know strategically about the game of soccer. He's brilliant. You know what I mean? He is what has helped us on the pitch raise our, you know, raise our game even more than what we were doing in NPSL. Um, I mean, you could just look at his track record. 
you know what I mean? He's hardly lost matches since we've started, since he started. <laughs> so there's that piece, right? He's, he's great at what he does. He's, he does. But you know, the beautiful thing about coach James is he understands the fabric of this club and this community that we're building. And that's why he came here. You know, there was a story recently in our Detroit, like H O U R our Detroit. They did a nice expose on the club and, uh, one of the thing, one of the stories that was brought up in that article was when he flew in for his interview <laughs> to uh, to Detroit for his interview. He got it when he arrived. He got a text message from Sean Mann, the CEO, and Sean was like, "I, I got caught up with my some situation with my child. Can you get an Uber?" <laughs> <laughs> so you know they were gonna pay for the Uber and everything, you know. And he said it was just funny because it was like um, that is one of those situations where like we really are, you know what I mean? This kind of scrappy blue collar club that don't have a lot of resources, you know what I mean? And if you come here and you can't actually handle that in that moment, you know what I mean? Then it might just not be the place that, you know, is, is for you. And, and he, he told that story and he joked about, it. and I knew I was there when he was actually getting interviewed. I just happened to be at the clubhouse chatting with him when they were interviewing him about that. And the way that he told it, he was like, I just knew it was, you know, one of those places for me to be, um, you know, him having grown up in a community that understands the importance of a community club and that, you know, it's more than just soccer. Um, he just gets it, you know, so on a personal level, I mean, this is a man where I just run into him, you know, um, if I go out and check out the practice, or I just happen to cross his path at the clubhouse, and he'll, you know, hey, Red, and he'll say, well, how's Angel? That's my daughter, right? She's Angel, she's only two and two years and a couple months. He's never actually met my daughter, but he knows my daughter, so <laughs> you know what I mean? and he remembers her name and every time I see him how's Angel doing and then I show him pics you know what I mean and him and his wife Tiffany who is the um, associate um, or the assistant general manager um, Trevor and Tiffany both are, are are just phenomenal for this club so you know they're, they're just really well-rounded people they're down to earth they understand the creed of this club and like I said they 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 absolutely care about the players they care for the players you know you can tell based on the kind of players that coach recruits to this club are not only technically sound players obviously they're skilled right they're playing at the professional level but he recruits people with good character to build a team to build a community that can work on the pitch you know um so he he's phenomenal he's phenomenal and it i'll be honest with you it's going to be it's 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 going to be hard when we cross that path eventually when you know he has he has to part ways down the road right because i mean we can only live so long but um, yeah uh so yeah he's he's been a blessing he's been a blessing to this club and i think the best thing about him is that he's just he's so down to earth he's he's accessible uh there was a there uh, when during the pandemic he was doing a um a uh, like a electronic or virtual signing thing on Twitter, right? Where you would, you would, you, you could send him a picture and then he would electronically sign it. Well, there was this joke that was going around because when he first got announced on Twitter, I used to s- tell these little jokes where I would say stuff like, uh, you know, Trevor motherfucking James is 
so bad when he arrived in Detroit, he punched the ground and, 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 and that's what created the Great Lakes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, I was like just joking around making him this larger than life character. But what was part of that joke was there was this photo of like this bodybuilding, like meaty guy with his shirt off. And then I had superimposed coach's head on it. So when he was doing that signing, somebody joked and sent them that on behalf of me. And he actually signed it and sent it back to me. <laughs> And, and now slow. that and now that picture actually hangs up in the training room for the players <laughs> to, to encourage them to continue lifting weights, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's just there's so many little stories like that. You know what I mean? It's like there's not this detached nature from this. You know, we I can joke about him being a larger than life character. But the joke is that he's actually a very humble man, you know, and his wife is a very humble woman. You know what I mean? So um yeah, yeah. So, you know, that that's that's to me that's just that's Trevor James, you know what I mean? And that's Tiffany James, you know, they're just they're good people and they're at the right club, man. They're at the right yeah. club. We just found a good fit. That that sounds amazing, man. That is Oh, go ahead, David. Yeah, man. That sounds cool, yeah. Hey, I got one more thing for you, Red. Yeah, yeah. I'll let, I'll let Mariana get back to it. So, I want you to be blunt. You seem like a very, very blunt guy. So I, I want your bluntness on this one. Okay. All right. So we here in Tulsa used to have a rival to the West of us who decided to take a year off. What if your uh, neighbor there, the good old Michigan stars decided to make, make their way to the USL. How would you like that? Um, I mean, it, 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 it cracked me up to be honest with you. <laughs> them fools them fools have been riding our coattail for years so it would it would be fitting that they would you know it was it was actually hilarious that in our first season of usl championship that it just so happens that now they're going to make the u.s open cup because they went professional and that we you know we were going to draw them in the first round which was expected because of geographical right. um man there's just so much history between our club and theirs and uh just the absolute shit show over there <laughs> so many different ways you know what i mean um i man I, you know here's the thing one thing one thing that i liked one of many things that i liked about nisa was that you know you could have a club pop up in the same area and there you know there wasn't these as restrictive territory rights you know what i mean so I, I welcome that, you know, some people think that like our resistance to MLS here has to do with us not wanting competition. And yeah, I'm like, I don't like that ain't it. You know what I mean? I, I, I would welcome, honestly, I would welcome another USL championship club, uh, you know, on the other side of the city if they wanted to and here in Detroit. And we would, we will, we will Debo their ass in and out every season. Like I'm bring that on. You know what I mean? Same thing with Sharda. We call them Sharda. There's a whole history to that. Detroit, our Michigan stars. Um, man, it ain't no thing. I don't like whatever. It's going to give some other, uh, you know, at least for the players who unfortunately found themselves wrapped up with that club from time to time. Some of our, some of our best players that have, have donned our, our crest have had short lived careers there in, you know then they came over to us yeah. um so you know but if there's more opportunities for players to play at the professional level 
because and at a higher level i mean obviously it should be a higher level that's a whole nother thing usl championship i mean the budgets are bigger you should be playing at a higher level you know that's what one thing when we came in you know and you're like oh, your nisa all-stars all this stuff it's like it's a higher level here well i sure in the hell hope it's a higher level <laughs> if you got more money and you and you're not playing at a higher level then you ain't doing jack you know what i mean so like we 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 are known for doing more with less here so anyway long story short david like if the michigan stars come into usl championship i, I don't see it um right. but who knows i mean they're backed by a pretty deep pocket you know what i mean the yunkai's you know george yunkai's you know got his hands in a lot of stuff he's obviously a rich man um and he's obviously uh and 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 and, and there's a there's an interesting dynamic between his politics i don't know if you know this or not but you know the facility you know what i mean that they play at you know what i mean is he's a very known trump supporter you know what i mean so they hosted trump rallies at the facility that they train at you know what i mean stuff like that obviously our fan base is overwhelmingly more left-wing you know so there's there's this dynamic too under the surface of all of it but man whatever i mean they want to be an easy be an easy six points for you huh you know exactly i mean they've been they've been feeding us points for years i welcome it man we, we're hungry we're a hungry bunch man um speaking of feeding you points <laughs> man you guys are on a roll man like you said earlier man you guys were supposed to be like the nisa all-star uh, we never made that joke or that reference here in this okay. podcast well, I'm not going to throw somebody's names under the bus, <laughs> David. Um, <laughs> but um, no, um, man, you guys have a squad, man. Like just looking at your roster from the last game, Nate Steinwasher. Uh, I hope I pronounced his last name right. Yeah. yeah. Um, man has four clean sheets. You guys played only eight matches and he has four clean sheets. But yeah. for rating is 7.23. And then you have. Um, Matt Lewis, great. You guys play like a three, four, three. Um, we're kind of familiar, familiar with that, but, um, we'll get that to later. And then, um, you have, um, Stefan Carroll, he has two goals and he's a defender. Yep. You got Devin Ahmad Mensa. He has Amal one Mensa. assist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got rise Williams. He has two assists. Yeah. My, I think he's your, and I've been talking good about him for the past couple of weeks. Maxi Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Maxi's dope. He has one goal, one assist, but the stuff that he doesn't get stats for oh, is yeah. all his defensive stalwart. Mm-hmm. I remember watching him last year in, in Nisa when you guys played Chattanooga. Man, that man was running all over the place. He's a workhorse, man. He's a workhorse. He's yes, he's he, hustler. Yes, he is. And then you guys have um, – I'm not going to pronounce his first name – but I'm going to say his last name, Diop, because I'm going to Oh, yeah, yeah. Lay, 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 Jope, actually. is it, it looks like Diop, but it's a joke. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you also have Declan Wine. He has one goal, one assist. Yep, definitely. Um, yep. Another great player that you guys have, Pato Fass. Oh, yeah, Pato. He has two goals um, in all eight matches. And then a guy that... I don't know how any other USL team didn't pick him up. Antoine Hopeno. The man has three goals for y'all and one assist. Mm-hmm. And then on the bench, uh, you guys have some, you know, this guy, his name is Billy Forbes. You guys ever heard of him, David? 
Yeah, I, I know Billy. <laughs> and then you have um, Francis um, Atuchiani. Yeah. And then um, Michael Bryant. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's you guys are second place in the Eastern Conference, and you're the new team in the league. How's that feel, man? You know, it's good. And and don't forget, you know, you have uh, you have Connor Rutz, too, that's on the pitch, too. Um, oh, yeah. He's another fella there. Um, yeah, I mean, look, um, we're, we're just, it's just a strong squad, you know what I mean? And um, very, very strong defense, you know what I mean? Stein, or who I like to call Stein Monster in the back, um, is a perfect example of one of those fellas who worked his way up through this club, you know, um, if you haven't had an opportunity, there's an episode uh, of the 451 podcast where I sat down and interviewed him. Actually, it's a two-part because I did an extra time with him and he shares his story. He actually came to the club because he 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 was a player at University of Detroit Mercy. And I was actually, I was working there. Um, actually, I was the one that actually awarded him his, uh, his degree when he was there because I was working as a associate registrar at the university at the time. But um, when he earned his degree, but he, he came to the club because he was playing at Detroit Mercy and just needed somewhere to train in the summer. Wow. And, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, just to stay fit and whatnot, you know what I mean? And he um, just, he kind of stuck around and opportunities presented, presented itself. Even when we were in NISA, you know, this man's, he was a full-time accountant. So this was, this, this is a side thing that he was doing, you know, and then, um, and then got the, at, at every level that we played at, he just continued to raise his game. You know, at one point in time, Nate was only the, he was the number two, you know, um, we had a, a fella um, some years ago, uh, Fernando uh, Pena, he, you know, he was a, our, our, our top keeper and Nate at that time was just a number two. And he went away and played over in Sweden for a bit. Nate did. And he said when he was there, he just got an opportunity to gain a little bit perspective and some focus and came back. And, man, the fella's just been on fire. He's dope, you know, and he's a good example of one of those guys who, with the proper tender love and care from Trevor and Tiffany, for example, James, um, they just continued to nurture him, you know what I mean? And nurture his growth, give him opportunity, man. And he stepped into it and shined. And that's the thing about the squad that we have. There is kind of an ongoing thing that the guys talk about um, in the interviews that I've been able to do with them is this uh, chip on the shoulder. You know what I mean? This sentiment that uh, they are a lot of the talent that fell through the cracks. You know what I mean? They, a lot of these guys didn't get the same kind of pathway that some other professional athletes often get in soccer, you know, where they come in and they play in the academy and then they go to a D1 school and, you know, they're playing through this whole system where they're easily getting noticed. Um, and some of these guys, you know, like you had um, um, mentioned Stevie Carroll, um, who's playing in the back, the captain, you know, um, Stevie's one of those fellas, you know, he came in, I think he was playing like D2 soccer here in, uh, in Michigan. I want to say it was, uh, maybe Davenport, you know, and, um, and, and even was playing for one of our rivals in NPSL and they actually let him go. We picked him up. And this guy's a Detroit city legend now. And, in, in, and at every level at the D4, D3, D2, you know, um, he's just continued to excel, you know, so we got a lot of guys that, that, that Trevor has picked up that just have a lot of heart. Um, and, uh, 
we've watched them grow. Connor was another one. You know, I mentioned Connor Rutz um, was a guy that when he came on the scene, nobody really knew who he was. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, people who might have been in the fold of like Michigan club soccer and, you know, a little bit, you know, more in tune. Yeah, they would know, but um, we didn't know who he was, man. This guy, he was our, he was our MVP last year, you know, and uh, he's, he, he got off to a, a slower start this season because he picked up a, an injury um, in one of the preseason matches. So, you know, he was nursing an injury. Now he's back and he's kind of catching his, uh, you know, catching his rhythm right now, but he's another one of those guys. He's just continued to improve and improve. And when I interview him, you know, he's just such a simple guy. He'll say, he'll say, I'll say, how, how did you, what, 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 what drives you to excel to the, to the level that you've excelled to in your profession? He was like, He'd be like, I don't know, you know, I just, I like soccer. So I kept playing and I just continued to do good at it. And here I am, <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm just a small town boy that loves soccer. And I just kept playing and now it's my, it's my profession. So like just very, very humble and very, very simple. You know what I mean? He just keeps it kind of focused and disciplined like that. You know what I mean? And there's just, there's a lot of those little stories. Francis Atuaheni, um, the fellow that you mentioned who's on the bench, you know, this is a guy that has played at the highest levels of competition in this country. You know what I mean? He scored mm -hmm. a, his inaugural goal with FC Dallas, like 40 seconds into his first match, but he's also somebody that for his career has, has navigated a lot of injuries. You know what I mean? When I got a chance to sit down with him, you know what I mean? Francis is like, you know, he's one of those guys, the chip on the shoulder, you know what I mean? He wanted to come here because this was a new, this was a new journey. It was a new challenge for the club. And folks were saying, oh, these guys are, you know, they did well in Nisa, but welcome to the big leagues kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So he's up for that challenge. You know what I mean? So he fit the culture of what, what, what goes on here. And the thing is, is that that whole mentality, it is, it's so quintessentially Detroit because the thing is, is like for Detroiters, right? Folks who are from the city here, are regularly used to being looked down on, are regularly used to, um, you know, folks not thinking that, you know, much is going to amount of, you know, Detroit and the people that come from it, you know what I mean? So it's part of that culture, you know what I mean? You know, we, we kind of eat that up. And, our, and a lot of our sports teams, sometimes they can catch that too. This squad that we have right now is really grabbed on to this blue collar, working class kind of creed of, all right, you know, you want to count us out? We're going to keep on putting in our work. We're going to clock in. We're going to put in the hours that we need in order to do what we need to do. You know what I mean? And, and you can see that spirit of Detroit in these fellas, you know, I just, whatever it is, I don't know the magic that Trevor James does in terms of the guys that he pulls together. They come here and, and that's, and, and that was a big reason why Antoine Opino came here too. You know what I mean? Very highly decorated player. He, he, he's freaking a beast on the pitch. You know what I mean? He can create a lot. We'll see. I'm not sure if he'll be in the match tomorrow. I don't know. You know, he, he looked like he picked up an injury in our last match. Looked like he had a hamstring issue. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not on the roster um this weekend but we'll see but but he but he fits right in man he's just he's just a hustler man he's there was a, there was a goal that equalizing goal that we scored against columbus crew in the open cup match if you go back and you look at that first goal the turn that he made most players would have went down 
Yep. You know what I mean? That he kept on pushing, and then he made that cross that found the head of Maxi Rodriguez and and, and 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 tucked it away. And I was like, that that just that that grit and that perseverance that is quintessentially Detroit and what this club is being built around. You know what I mean? So it's just we did. They just got a good group of guys. You know? Yeah. No, we we fully get it, man. Trust me. We see that every single game, man, and we always. You know, we made predictions at the beginning of this uh, podcast season, and let's just say we're all wrong. <laughs> we're expecting you guys to, you know, every new team, you expect them to kind of end up, you know, slow start. But you guys are showing us, us especially, and everybody on the league, you guys, you guys are not going down without a fight. But, um, man, Red, is there anything you want to know from us, man? Yeah, you know, I guess one of my big concerns about the match on Saturday really has to do with the the health of our players. Like, I'll be honest with you, like, I'm worried, like, after seeing what Lebo did (laughs) to Yuma, I'm like, man, do, do, do other people have these magical telepathic powers to attack people? Man, uh, you should have seen our first game. Man, um, the Costa raised his leg up, and that other guy, he must have got, like, a combo hit from Mortal Kombat that we humans couldn't see it. But, um, yeah, it's just we – Tulsa is like a little country town, but I tell you what, man, we got some Jedi fighters, I guess, on our team. Apparently so, man. He just, like, just stared at him, and, he, and, and Yuma just – dropped i was like wow no but like <laughs> um you know you know i was just just kind of looking like comparatively you know uh of the clubs you know what i mean and seeing how they matched up on paper the funny thing is that if you look at the, at least the stats which only tell you so much anyway right yeah but between detroit city and fc tulsa you know, for the most part, there's a lot that we're very even on. You know what I mean? The deciding piece, you know what I mean? The really thing that just sets the two of us apart, right? Has It looks like it has to do with defense. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it just seems like you're, the you're, the goal is like, is like a, um, what do they call that? Like a, um, um, like there's, there must be like some kind of bed and breakfast in the back of your goal um, <laughs> that soccer balls are just gravitating towards. <laughs> oh man, he's bringing the fire today. I'm just saying, man, it's like, it's an Airbnb, man. It's like your goalkeeper's like blocking an Airbnb and they're like, no, we're open for business, son. <laughs> in Boston, we call that twenty uh, store 24 because it's open 24 seven. But um, no, man, it's just, just a lot, a lot, you know, a lot of mistakes in our defense. Um, not like your lineup that almost everybody in the starting lineup already played eight games in a row. You guys have that, you know, you, how do you, how can I say this? You know, you have your lineup already set. We we're still figuring it out and you know, it, well, you and probably- that's, that's also, but that's also part of out of necessity. You know, I don't know if y'all have noticed that, we're still running with a pretty thin squad. Like we, we had two signings over the last week and a half. So we brought in um, Mackie Jope um, from. Well, um, wasn't Birmingham? 
Yeah, Birmingham, and then also just signed um, Carl uh, Carl Matt from uh, from uh, Wow, I'm going blank right Indy now. 11. Yeah, Indy, Indy 11, Eleven. Thank you. Yeah, and he's probably a fella. Actually, you know, Trevor James used to um, be on the uh, um, recruitment. You know what I mean? Uh, in some role with recruitment and, and coaching at um, Indy Eleven. I think he actually recruited him there. So. Um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if either one of them would be on the roster for our match this weekend. But um, prior to them, we only had 17 players on the roster, I want to say. Um, so, yeah, you know, and then to, what's yeah, that? I brought that up to Mariano one, one of our shows that you guys only had like five guys on the bench. Yeah. And, 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 and then you and, guys getting some depth. Yeah. Yeah. And until it's only until recently, you know, um, Billy Forbes, he, he was out with an injury. He had a, he had a pulled calf. Um, Francis Atuaheni was, um, he had something that he was nursing. They both just got back, um, which is good timing to get back because last match Pato took a ding. We don't, don't know what's going on with him, um, but he had to be pulled out. And then, um, and Opano took, uh, he must've pulled a hamstring. So, um, and luckily these injuries were at the top because like, we don't have until, until this last signing with Carl, we didn't have any, we didn't have any depth in the back three. It was Stevie, Matt and Devin. And then on the wings, you've got Declan and, uh, uh, Declan and Reese, like those five right there, they've played every, uh, like, well, I won't say every, but almost every minute of every match, um, so uh, how we pulled out some of these victories, to be honest with you, like like what happened in uh, at Hartford and even what happened with the Baby Bulls last weekend at Keyworth, um, you know, we, 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 we pulled it out. We pulled it out. That's for sure. We got three points. That was dope. You know what I mean? But, you know, there's just been a few. Oh, uh, another one. And you, neither one of us mentioned Brad Dunwell. He's in one of those. He's a glue. He's a glue in our midfield. He's been out because I don't know. There was a match when we hit when we played the um, baby Atlanta. Um, one of those players that came in, he wasn't even in the on, on, on the pitch for like two minutes. And he came in like both feet studs up and just took him out. Wow. Um, so he was out. He, he I think he was supposed to be out for like six weeks or something like that. Wow. And he and he's like, and this is a fella that like distribution, like he's the glue that was holding things together. So I guess the good thing about it is that with pulling him out, then there was some organic changes that needed to make, you know, something had to had to give and something had to fill in that gap so that people had to then step up. You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, that's 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 we have had a solid line, you know, lineup, but <laughs> but it's been out of necessity. You know, huh. y'all are still uh, experiencing some turnover, huh? Or- yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, man, um, here in nine o'clock, we're about to go. I'm central time. We're about to have um, the other coach for rain, our local soccer team on. Mm-hmm. But I got to ask you a question before you go. OK, what's your prediction for Saturday's match? Oh, man, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to two zero city, man. Two zero zero. OK. Well, you got to listen to the podcast tomorrow to listen to our prediction because it might be a little spicy on our end. But <laughs> we're we're not we're not you know we are supporters. We are diehard supporters. Um, I think me and David we've been watching since the beginning. 
Um, Josh, I think he got in like maybe a year or two later, but it's just, we've, we've seen the worst and we've seen the potential it could be. And let's just say it will be a little bit spicy later on today. (laughs) All good, man. I like spicy food. Yeah, good. (laughs) Because you need, are you going to be coming down to Tulsa? No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't been traveling much, man. I got my toddlers, so, you know, I understand. Don't tad, you know, so one, you of, do, one, of, one of these seasons I'll get around. When you do come to Tulsa, we have our own little, um, it's called Little Mexico, mm-hmm. and it's East Tulsa. And, man, tell you what, man, that taco that I tagged you up on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Nothing compared to our taco. All right, man. I look forward to trying it, man. All right, man. And I'm like I said, I'm debating. I'm actually like 80 percent sure I'm going to go up there. So I want to try out some of your pizza up there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just let me know, man. I'll uh, I'll slide your DM, give you the digits. So if you, uh, you know, if you make your way up this way, man, just let me know. I'll definitely uh, show you around. No problem. We'll do. We'll do. Well, man, um, do you want to tell the listeners your um, Twitter handle or best way to connect with you, man? Oh yeah. Um, you could either, um, my, uh, my Twitter handles at, at red, the white boy, um, or you could follow, you know, the podcast at four, five, one D E T is the, uh, the four fifty one podcast. And before everybody goes and gets out to the next one, do me a favor, check out reds bars, man, on Twitter. That man has some fire. He, man, he spits, man. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't be shy. Don't be shy. I watched him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get back behind the pen, man, and write some more stuff. But uh, that's a, that's a, a favorite, you know, something I've been honing for probably 25, 30 years, man. So, and you and our buddy Alan, the guy that did our intro and outro music, yeah, yeah. I should do a connect, man, and just do like you know a Tulsa slash Detroit City verse or something like that, man. Hey, you know, maybe one of these days we can make it happen. That's what's up. Well, Red, thank you for coming on, man, and good luck to your team, man, on Saturday. Cool. Likewise, my man. You be good. All right, fellas. Take care. Man, that was a great interview with um, Red, a.k.a. Sean. On Twitter, his name is um, Red, the white boy. He's a good guy. Um, do me a favor. Check out his podcast, 451. Um, it's mostly Detroit City football um, club podcast it covers everything the guy does a great job uh, do me a favor check out all his interviews especially when he gets in the tunnel and has his little group talks and stuff like that i got this great but um david you got some usl scores that we want to talk about there was uh three games or as you were four games last night and three besides you fc tulsa game first one was atlanta united two taking on louisville in atlanta Louisville won that game four to nothing. Uh, did you see the attendance on that game, Mariano? No, I didn't. It was six hundred and forty. Wow. Just yeah, man. I know the MLS two teams. I, when they get out of here next year, I think you'll see a fifty percent increase in the attendance when overall for the USL when once they're gone. So I think a lot of people are going to be shocked at what actually is drawn in the USL. After they're gone, so or do you think that's that that'll be the case? I agree. Um, and, but I will be sad to see them leave. But um, yeah, the increase on the 
average of the whole league would be bigger. Um, the other two games, Birmingham Legion and Miami FC, they drew 0-0. And then Sacramento Republic and New Mexico United, they drew 0-0. Sacramento had a chance to win that game in the 87th minute as Rodrigo Lopez, he missed a, a PK. So, yeah, that, that was the uh, all the scores from yesterday. You want to go into Saturday's games? Oh, yes. Predictions? Yes. Okay. All right, the first games will be Hartford Athletic take on Loudoun United in Hartford. Josh, who you got? Uh, Hartford 2 nothing. Okay, Mariana? I got to agree, but I'm not. A 1-1 one, one draw. 1-1. One, one. I got Loudoun winning this one 2-1. Ooh. Next thing, yeah. Next thing's going to be New Mexico United versus the San Diego Loyal in New Mexico. Mariana? I got to give this to San Diego 2-1. to one. Okay, Josh. Three nothing, San Diego. Three nothing. Man, you guys. I feel like I got to go for New Mexico here. <laughs> I, it's I gotta, an opposite I gotta, day. Yeah, I got. I got a Neko Brett hat trick. Three to two, New Mexico. Okay. Next things will be Pittsburgh Riverhands against the surging Birmingham Legion. Josh, who you got? Three to one, Birmingham. All right, Mariana. Man, I gotta give this to Pittsburgh two nothing. Is uh Dane Kelly still on his red card suspension or did he serve that? I think he, he served it. Oh, man, since it's in Pittsburgh, I got it being a two nothing Pittsburgh. The next match is gonna be El Paso Locomotive in the legendary Yuma taking on Los Dos. <laughs> Mariano, who you got? Uh, I got to go for LA Galaxy. Um, no love for El Paso. And I'm going to say before nothing. Before nothing. Well, they did put three on on Phoenix. So, yeah. Josh? LA Galaxy 10 to nothing. <laughs> Wait, did he uh, say 10 to nothing? Yes, he did. Yes, I, and I, wrote did. It, I wrote it down. So it's, a, it's in stone. All right. So I've got uh, Yuma flopping like eight times and six low dose guys getting red cards. So, and I think Elton Garcia is already penciled in as the ref. So. Oh no! Can I change <laughs> my my score prediction? Well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, well, <laughs> I've got uh, El Paso winning this one uh, three to one. All right, next matchup is going to be Monterey Bay taking on the Las Vegas Lights in Monterey, and actually this will be their first ever home game. Uh, Mariano. And um, I got to give it to Las Vegas, 3-0. Josh? Give it to Las Vegas, one nothing. Uh, you, two are, you two got on you, – you, you talked earlier, didn't you? Because I don't know if you guys have picked against each other yet. <laughs> So we did. I will have, that first one uh, we did. Okay, yeah. I, I'll give it to Monterey Bay 2-1. Uh, to one. So, next game is, yeah. Next game is going to be Orange County versus the Oakland Roots in Irvine, California. Uh, Josh, who you got? Oakland 1-0. Mariana? I see a 1-1 draw. Uh, I'm going to go with Mariana, 1-1 draw. Next game is going to be Phoenix Rising taking on the San Antonio FC 
in Phoenix. Josh, who you got? 2-2, Gerald. This is the match of the week for me, and I'm going to give this San Antonio a 3-2 victory. Well, you know, our, our other favorite goalie, Jordan Farge, he's up for player of the month. So, you know, they San Antonio had their goalie situation where the one guy retired and Jordan stepped up. And, you know, they also got Matt Cardoni, who really hasn't got a play. So that, I think that's crazy because Cardoni is a really good goalie. I'm going to go with San Antonio winning this one two to one. And there is one game on Sunday as the Baby Bulls take on Sacramento Republic in New Jersey. Mariana, who you got? Man, I got this four nothing Sacramento. Ooh, spicy. Josh. Two one Baby Bulls. What? I like Josh's pick two to one Baby Bulls. San no, I'm not San Antonio. Sacramento is traveling way too far. I mean, they've yeah. got to be tired, so that's got to be a factor. Okay. All right, so uh, that's all the games from the USL this week. Um, you want to go to the FC Tulsa news and notes? Oh, yeah. Well, J.J. Williams is up for USL Player of the Month, so everybody out there go vote for J.J. on uslchampionship.com. And um, – and I guess the big news is Lebo Maloto. If it carries over, he is suspended for one game due to a straight red card in the El Paso matchup. Josh, you think that's going to hold? It better not. If it does, I'm going to have some a few things to say to the U.S. headquarters. They're going to be hearing from me real soon. Well, let's go ahead and segue to that. Um, you want to go into the El Paso matchup? Yep. All right. So last night on Wednesday, RFC Tulsa traveled down to El Paso to take on the locomotive at Southwest University Park. Um, we had a positive start. We scored the first goal with a beautiful uh, free kick from Lebo to J.J. Williams with a nice header. But then uh, things went south soon, soon after that as Dylan Mares scored for El Paso locomotive. I would say about two to three minutes later. Then it really went downhill as Lebo Maloto was given a red card for violent conduct in the 33rd minute. FC Tulsa held held tough until the 64th minute where Lucho Solinac scored. And then El Paso added a third goal in the 89th minute as Solinac scored his brace. We, uh, you know, was down a man. El Paso dominated the ball. They had 63% of the possession. Um, they completed roughly 83% of their passes compared to our 72%. They had 11 shots on target compared to our two. And, man, it was just – we were down to man, so I don't know I don't know what else we can say about it. Um, Josh, what was your – you went in and started your thoughts on it. Mario, I'm going to let you stew on it for just a little bit longer. But, Josh, what was your thoughts about that game? I think we, we were playing good up until that red card. I think we were – defense was playing well, which is a rarity. We don't see that often. They were playing good. Attacking was good. So everything was going well until Yuma decided to be an Oscar award-winning actor. 
and got, got a red card and yeah, everything went downhill, like you said. But there's nothing much you could do. Uh, we held tough. We tried. But, you know, red card changes everything. Yeah. So that's uh, my thoughts. Josh, I know you were – last matchup, you said that if we lost this game, you think it was time for Coach to, to part ways. But do you give him a, a mulligan because – I'm going to give him a break. Yeah. I'm going to give him a break because, like I said, we were playing good. Right. So, he gets he gets a one more week on the contract. <laughs> Mariano, uh, red card, was it justified? Oh, man. That red card. And the thing that I'm, like, pondering when I look at the stats, we both committed 10 fouls, both Tulsa – and El Paso, but I'm looking like, when did they get a foul? Because I saw them flopping more on the floor, like the whole time, and we're the ones that got the yellow cards, and they didn't get nothing. I I must have been asleep or too angry to realize that, but um, that flop was horrible. I don't know. I've rewatched it a few times, but. Yuma initiated every bit of that contact with his lower body. He hip-checked Lebo. Then he, after he hip-checked Lebo, he went in for the, to, I guess, touch foreheads. And then, you know, they, they, they slightly touched foreheads and Lebo backed up. Then he came back in again and went down. So, it wasn't only that, but how about the, the flop he did when, on Joaquin Mariano. Oh, yeah. It was just, it was horrible, man. Like I said, they were, they were flop happy the whole entire game. Um, that, it was just ugly. Okay. Um, Josh, what's your final thoughts on this game? That that's never a red card, and I hope it gets changed overruled. Hope we have Lebo out there on Saturday. Yeah. Mariana, I, I pondered this all last night, and finally this morning I, I, I broke my silence a little bit on on Twitter, but I think the USL needs VAR. Not for offsides or anything or goals, or but for red card review only. Yeah, I agree. Um, because that this has been two games where a red card has changed the, the match completely. And it's cost us points. So, and I know we're not the only team. This is not, we, Rodrigo got his red card reversed. Lebo's probably going to get this one reversed. But we're not the only team that's had red cards reversed. I think they need to take a nice close look at it and do something about this because this is costing teams. All right. Well, um, we have another special guest with us tonight. Um, his name is Walter Hubbard. He is the head coach of Rain FK. Rain FK is a MPSL team that plays in the Heartland Conference located in their teams located up in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Hey, Coach, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Glad we could get you on here before tomorrow's big matchup. Um, you guys' first match of the year is uh, tomorrow night at uh, 7 o'clock. Is that correct? 7.30 will be the kickoff time. 7.30 um, up in Custer Stadium? Yes, sir. Bartlesville High School. Awesome. Um, you want to give us a little outlook on your team this year? 
Oh, sure. I mean, um, really the best bunch of guys we've had um, as far as character goes on and off the field. We've been training. Um, we had our first trial in December, I believe it was, uh, and been training steadily since January. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're really coming along great. They, they're, they're coming together like a family. And, uh, yeah, they're ready for, ready for the fight tomorrow. Awesome. Um, could you give us a little history on Rain FK? Oh, sure. Um, I want to say it's been about four years. Um, you know, we, we had that COVID year, so that, that takes a season away. Um, but Matt Mason founded the club uh, 2017, I want to say. Um, we began in the UPSL. Had a pretty good season, um, made playoffs. Uh, OKC actually knocked us out. Um, and then, then it was the COVID year. And then last year we had uh, our first season in MPSL. Uh, didn't go so great. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we can turn that around this season. Awesome, awesome. You want to give us a little bit of history of your, uh, your uh, participation in soccer? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm from Broken Arrow, born and raised, um, graduated from Broken Arrow High School, played there all four years, um, went and played for Oklahoma Wesleyan for two years, uh, won a conference title there, uh, came back home, went to uh, Tulsa Community College. And, and during that year, I actually played with Tulsa Athletic. Um, that's where I, I kind of re- Recame in contact with Sean Slater, who, who linked me up with Derek Larkin over at Roger State University. Uh, and that's where I finished my uh, collegiate playing career. Um, I participated last season with Rain FK as uh, one of the center mids. Um, but yeah, I figured at this point it's time to, uh, you know, take off the cleats and, and start sharing what I've learned over the years. That's awesome. Hey. Josh, you got some questions for Coach? I got, I got one question. So we all know that uh, chemistry is a big thing within a squad. What is one thing that you do to build chemistry among the guys on the team that you do that you think is key to building chemistry? Well, you know, um, there's a few things. You know, uh, at training we do some team building. Um, and really, I think uh, what I aim to do is, is, is somewhat get the guys vulnerable, but still maintain that vulnerability in a confident place. Um, you know, I always like to bring up family events that they've got going on. Um, you know, just tonight at our team meeting, actually, one of our, um, our starting outside back, Connor Marth, he just now finished his uh, education to get his, uh, he just finished his medical boards or, or passed his medical boards. And so, you know, anytime you can announce stuff like that, get a round of applause, really rally your troops behind a player. Um, and it can be that it can be having a baby. It could be getting accepted to a university. Um, and and I, I know that's kind of a random thing to throw in, but it's just when you're, when you got a group of guys, that come from different universities, different clubs, uh, different, different backgrounds altogether. It's, it's not always easy to break that ice or break through the shells, you know, um, whenever all you're doing 
is going out to the training ground and competing for a spot. You're, you're just seeing these guys as competition in your spot. And that goes all the way up to the professional level. And so really I try to humanize these guys, uh, you know, get them vulnerable, but still in, in a confident place, you know, in a comfortable place. And, and so far it, it seemed to bring these guys together really well. Thank you for answering. That's, that's all I got. And Mariano, you got some questions for coach? Oh yeah. I got multiple ones. Well, my first one is how excited are you that you not only get to play against Tulsa athletic, but you also have Oklahoma city as kind of like a in in state rival as well. How do you feel about that this year? I love it. I love it. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm born and born and raised in broken arrow. Um, the development of Oklahoma soccer over the years has just been outstanding and I'm glad that as Rain FK, we can keep that going and, and, you know, start our trend here in Bartlesville. Um, it's, it's nice to see OKC has a new coaching staff as well. I'm, I'm hoping that we can come at each other and, and, you know, shake hands after the game and, and keep that rivalry alive and, and still maintain that camaraderie of that, that interstate uh, battling, you know, that interstate rivalry, the derbies. That's awesome. Well, um, as you were talking about Bartlesville, how do you feel the community is going to embrace this new team? I can already feel the support, and I think it's only going to get better. Um, we, are, we are working to, to be able to donate to a charity um, for as many events as we possibly can. Um, and, and I think whenever the city sees that this is what we're here for, it, it we're here for them. Um, and by the way, that, that charity's project tribute this Friday. So if you are in the area, um, and, and you want to give back, uh, feel free to come through. We'll, we'll be giving part of our proceeds to, to that charity. Um, but they don't have anything like this to rally behind at the moment. And, we're going to give it to them and, and we're going to give back to them. And I think once they see that, once they realize what we're doing, um, I, I think it'll be nothing but love. Oh, yes. I said this a couple episodes ago, but, you know, more soccer means more opportunities, more chances for everybody to, you know, show your stuff. If you can be a, a coach, a player, anything like that, you know, having more soccer in Oklahoma would be great. Uh, speaking of that, um, how would you love it for it to be like, all let's say all five if Oklahoma City gets back on town um having a derby like an Oklahoma like a competition a summer competition or even a you know winter competition in Oklahoma I can't tell you how many times um the owner of our club and I have had that conversation um you know, we, we've thrown around some some names that we thought would be clever. I, I can't think of any any at the moment, uh, but, you know, I'd be interested to hear if they were on board. I Again, these communities thrive with these teams. You know, I know Tulsa has an amazing um, group of supporters. OKC, it's the same with them. And uh, I feel like the community would love nothing more but, but a weekend of a round robin of, of their local teams. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, David, do you have any other questions? Uh, yeah. Um, Coach Hubbard, um, I know you guys are just, you know, like you said, 
fairly new team. Um, and I know we we get spoiled as a USL championship uh, club. We get an automatic bid in the U.S. Open Cup. How awesome it would be if you guys could work your way up to U.S. Open Cup uh, spot? I mean, to say that it'd be awesome is, uh, to be honest, an understatement. It's it's definitely one of my dreams. Um, you know, I, I was at that FC Tulsa versus Tulsa Athletics game. Uh, I want to say it was a, a few weeks ago. Um, and it, it's cool to root for both teams. It's cool to root for the underdog. Um, it was a pleasure to watch. And, and it just, you know, I, I can't lie. That thought was in my head. It, it, we could be here next year, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I, that, that's a dream of mine, without a doubt. I know finally getting CFC Tulsa play the Tulsa Athletic was, you know, something I've been wanting for about seven, eight years now. You know, so it was it was just awesome to see. And, uh, you know, I, I wish it would have been on a weekend so we could have packed that place out even more. So just, just a <laughs> sure. show, you know. It was cool to see all the green and the gold and all the orange, you know. Um, yeah, it was cool. Um, You want to uh, plug set or Friday night's game? Sure, yeah. Uh, guys, come support us. Uh, Rain FK against Tulsa Athletic tomorrow night, Friday, May 6th at 7.30. Custer Stadium at Bartlesville High School. Um, I want to say uh, adult tickets are $7. $7. You get it online, they're 5 and and it just goes down. If, if you're a, a teacher in Bartlesville, it's $2. Um, if you're a student in Bartlesville, it's $2. Kiddos, the little ones get in free. Um, but, yeah. Come see us kick off our season and 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 get things started the right way for our club. And also, the season pass is super cheap. It's only twenty dollars for a season pass. So Absolutely, that's, that's a really good deal. And there's six home matches and six away. And if you want any more information, um, hit up their website www.rainfk.com. I was actually checking it out before the interview, and pretty good stuff. I. I actually was looking for some roster information. Is there any players that we should be look on the lookout for? Uh, all of them. Uh, all of them for, for starters. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, I'm t- these guys we're, are we're not a, got some- I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, we've, we've got some Tulsa natives. We've got some Bartlesville natives. Um, young Alan Yasso out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Uh, Spencer White out of Bartlesville going to Oklahoma Wesleyan College. KB Harris. Um, you know, he's a, he's a really special player. He's going to be uh, actually coming to us from Tulsa Athletic. He, he played for them last season, helped them get all the way to the national final, and, and, and he'll be wearing, uh, you know, purple and black this Friday night against uh, his former club. Um, I expect nothing but great things for, the, for that young man. Awesome. Well, me and um, my girlfriend and a couple of us are going to be going out there, so – We'll be out there um, watching a good match, and um, hopefully we get to talk to you a little bit after the game if we can. But if not, good luck tomorrow, and, um, you know, I'll give it your all, man. Yeah, absolutely. We'll leave it all on the field, and, and yeah, please do stop by and say hi. It's been great talking with you guys tonight. Uh, again, thank you so much for having us on. Um, you guys are doing great work, and, and we really appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys, too. Well, you take care and you have a good night. Thanks. You guys do the same. All right. Well, that was awesome. Uh, 
thanks to Coach Walter Hubbard of Rain FK up there in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Um, their opening game in the MPSL League will be tomorrow night at Custer Stadium, located at Bartlesville High School at 7.30 p.m. as they take on the Tulsa Athletic. But um, we got one last uh, little bit of business before hot takes. Uh, we play Detroit City. FC Tulsa takes on Detroit City Saturday night, 7 o'clock at One Oak Field. Detroit City is 5-2-1 on the year with 17 points, and they are second in the East. They have a 2-1-0 away record. Head coach is Trevor James. And man, guys, I think the biggest thing is their defense has been on on point this year. They've only allowed four goals, got four clean sheets. They allow half a goal a game. And they, you know, so I think that's something that we got to watch out for and try to, try to break through. What do you guys think? I think this is a must win. I know I said it Wednesday, but I think this is a really, really must win. Mariana? I agree. We have to win. This this has to be the statement game. Yeah. I agree with you guys. This this one this one feels like it's uh it's gotta move the needle. So all right guys, ready to uh you guys got anything else? Nope. No, I think we're good. All right, so here you ready for the, the hot takes. Go for it. Yes. All right, Josh. I'm gonna start with you. Okay. All right, so what was the worst red card, the Lebo incident or the Rodrigo da Costa incident? That one's an easy one. It was definitely Lebo. Definitely Lebo because <laughs> I don't – the least they could have done is at least give you uh, the yellow. Like that would have been a bit better. But just kind of let it go and – he kept flopping throughout the whole game. So that just goes to show when you don't discipline somebody, they're just going to keep doing it. And I'm sure if he doesn't get disciplined or anything like that, he'll continue to do it against other teams. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was trying to do, and it worked. And that is flopping like that is something we do not need or want in this league. So there you go. All right, Mariano, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay, so in honor of our man uh, Red being on the show tonight, what's your favorite type of pizza? Detroit style or New York City style or Chicago style? Oh, man. Nothing personal, Red. And also, if we've got any Chicago fans out there, sorry, but um, New York style pizza all the way. Double, triple cheese with the flour underneath the pizza. When the grease like dripping all over the place, that is a pizza. I don't want a pasta. I've never had Detroit pizza yet. I don't know if it's good or not yet, but I'll find out. But NYC all the way. I agree with you on that one. All right, you ready for ready to go, Mariano? Oh yeah. Or Josh, do you want to ask a hot take question? No, I'm good for tonight. Oh man. Okay. Well, I have one for you, Josh. Well, I'm sure you do. What was the worst thing you seen yesterday? The flop by Yuma or the exit for Man City? The exit from Man City. I was just <laughs> speechless watching that. I I was like, oh my god, this is not happening. I cel- I'll be honest, I celebrated a little bit too early. I was getting excited. I was celebrating. 
And in the back of my mind, I was like, there's no way Madrid don't try something here. And just as soon as I saw the first goal go in, I was like, oh, God, it's happening. And then I just – I got furious staring at that uh, PK. But there's nothing we can do. I guess we got to – and then we'll be there next year. You know, so before I ask – Got to win the prim. Before I ask David his question, I was a little bit upset. I actually was thinking, you know what, I want Man City to win it. And then I – there was a news flash. One of my Chelsea porters put, put on our group page saying – if Real Madrid wins, Chelsea gets a good amount of money because of Hazard. And then I was like, go Real Madrid. <laughs> I wanted to see the Madrid fans cry. Me too. I but then, like, I do not like their fans. Me too, but it's... Uh, if we're it gonna is get some what money, it is. Yeah. We're going to get some money. I'll his, take it. Let Benzema get his uh, Champions League. But I still, I think Liverpool's going to win it now. It's, it's Liverpool's to lose. Yeah. Well, David, it's your turn. Um, you ready? Yeah, go ahead. All right. What is your favorite, favorite, favorite non-big holiday? Like, you know, today's Cinco de Mayo, but it's not really United States recognized too much. But um, what's your favorite non-big holiday? Okay, well. That everybody... Doesn't celebrate that much, but you celebrate it. I, I got a special one. So I I had the great uh, distinction of being able to adopt two kids. And we celebrate a family day every year. So on the adoption day. So that is my non-holiday that everybody gets to celebrate. It's a special one for me and my family. Okay. It's not so much of a hot take, but I'll take it. That's awesome too, David. I'm I'm proud to know you and that you've done that before. Well, man, tonight was a packed night, wasn't it, guys? Yes, it was. Exciting one tonight. Yes, it was. And hopefully we keep doing it. Hopefully we can have um we have both of them on and um again and we'll have more to talk about. But well, if y'all like this episode, uh, do me a favor, like it, share it retweet it um send it to your friends um do me a favor check out the rain slash against some Tulsa athletic tomorrow at 7 30 at custer stadium in bartlesville um also fc tulsa home match um mayfest is in, in the morning and the afternoon you can check that out and then afterwards come out to one oak and watch them play against the choice city um hey, hey. Hey, I just want to throw something else out there. After the game, I think our good friend Alan Doyle is going to be playing at Sound Pony. Oh, yes. Definitely check out Sound Pony. Alan's going to be performing out there, so you got to come out there, show your four mm-hmm. fingers up, and um, maybe you know, we Josh. almost forgot. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Josh. Before, oh, okay, okay. before you start saying something, throw your four fingers up there. Go represent um, Alan Doyle. Josh might even sneak in, in the bar and go be his hype man in the background. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not going to do that. He's on the eight still. Well, go ahead, Josh. Go give your, your dad's we for, shout out. We forgot to do uh, Detroit City uh, predictions. 
Not tonight. Are you going to do that? Not, Not tonight. tonight. No. Not I'll, tonight. I'll make a prediction. I'll make a prediction. Oh, you will? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Todd 2, Detroit 1. Oh, man. Okay. See, I wasn't going to do the shout out. This was brought on to your guys, so I wasn't going to do it. But I'll make a prediction. <laughs> Go ahead. 3-1 Detroit City. Oh, man. I knew there was somebody going to bring a hot take, but I should have expected it. There you go. Man, I'm going to say 2 nothing. I have seats also. I'm wishful thinking. Well, David? Big dreams, big dreams. You got anything else to say? Yeah, I'm good, buddy. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and vamos Tulsa. Vamos Tulsa. Is a chain styles the moment that y'all pocket it. Prophets eyes, prophesize giant size dollar clips for blessings. There ain't no way contested for us outsiders charging 20 Jesus session. Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental. Forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view. Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental. Forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view. Yeah, outsiders in the casa. Outsiders in the casa.